All right, guys, welcome back to the Sacrifice Podcast. We're yeah. points and our friends at Blue Wire. Yeah, I'm going to so like is Tyler Murray. Back here to 2019. Make our picks for, uh, for uh, the wild card round. This year's most valuable uh, player, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, 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 he's looking uh, uh, back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles. Uh, he is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Uh, he's uh, our Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Some of these matchups get things started. Yeah, no, couldn't be more excited for. I mean, the extra game maybe in the AFC a little more exciting for me, but personally than the Saints Bears game. Although, I mean, the Bears have been playing a lot better lately. They they played took the Saints down to the wire the first time they faced. So you know, could be a could be a decent matchup there. But especially this first game, Colts Bills. Although. As we get into it, I'll make a case for why I think it's not the hardest pick uh, in that one. But, yeah, overall, a lot of good games. It is weird. I mean, I'm used to not seeing the Patriots on Wild Card Weekend, but I'm not used to seeing them not in the playoff field at all. Knowing they won't be waiting for us next weekend is kind of a strange thing. So, yeah, it's kind of definitely moving on to a different uh, era here. <laughs> yep. Uh, the two teams that will be waiting, but uh, in a different sense, are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers, of course. Uh, they're the ones that uh, wound up getting the buys in uh, their respective conference. And so that does lead us into the action on Saturday, which uh, we will begin with the early game on Saturday. Hardly there's three games. Uh, you have to have an early, mm-hmm. an afternoon, and a night game. At least uh, we can, can break it up that way. But uh, the early game is uh, AFC wildcard uh, Colts at Bills. The Bills, six-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. You kind of hinted at why you think the Bills are probably going to win this game. But uh, six-and-a-half, uh, that's uh, you know that's quite a few points, uh, almost a touchdown there, favorite for the Bills, but maybe not surprising given what we've seen them do on offense. On the flip side, uh, the Colts have looked good at times this season. At other times, I think they've yeah. certainly been a little up and down. Um, so if you're just you know if you're picking this game just based on who you trust more, I mean I think I'm picking the Bills here. But uh, I'm, I'm interested in this one. But the more I look at it, I just think it's man that the Bills offense is just on another level right now. Yeah, absolutely. In total, in total DVOA, if you looked at that, just at that, it would look like a fairly close game. But things are definitely trending in a direction that makes this a pretty easy pick for me for the Bills. Since uh, from week 10 on, their defense has moved from 15th to 9th in pass defense, overall defense from 16th to 9th. And we're talking about Phillip Rivers, who this year, according to Football Outsiders, had the third easiest pass defense schedule since 1985 of every team in the entire NFL during that stretch. The Colts have just had a, a remarkably easy uh, stretch of secondaries and pass defenses they've faced. And you're facing a Bills defense that, as we just talked about, has improved. And the Colts defense, which I've talked up so much since week 10 on the flip side, has been 26th in total defense and 27th in efficiency. And against the, the best offensive opponents they've faced, Green Bay, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, they gave up an average of 35 points. So, man, I I don't <laughs> – it's just things are trending in the wrong way. I don't trust Phillip Rivers enough against pressure and what the Bills have been able to do the last few weeks. I think Buffalo gets the job done, gets a big victory, and moves on to where they would have been if it had been the old format, the second round of the playoffs with a bye. But I think I think they'll just keep on rolling. I At this point, you know, a guy, Josh Allen, is playing so well um, that even with – if these trends weren't happening, I might have, I probably still would have picked Buffalo. But when I looked at that, I was like, man, this is not, this is not adding up to a, a great matchup for uh, for the Colts at this point. Well, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm with you. I think the Bills uh, take care of business here, and uh, as we said, they at least at this point uh, seem like the team that uh, has all the tools to maybe challenge mm-hmm. the Chiefs. But we'll see 
if that happens. All right, the uh, afternoon game on Saturday, we head to the NFC. Dylan's uh, Los Angeles Rams are on the road <laughs> against the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks only four point favorites in this one. Um, you know, the Seahawks finished the season twelve and four. The Rams are in a spot, as we said, with some unknowns. Uh, I think Sean McVay mm-hmm. playing it the right way in terms of uh, not going to be too quick to reveal who the starting quarterback is going to be. I mean, I guess at this point, I mean, you'd assume it's it's not going to be Jared Goff, but, um, you know, stranger things have happened when it comes to guys uh, returning for the playoffs. But it's interesting either way. Um, I tend to think that, you know, this Seahawks team, again, it's it, we talked about it on the, the last episode, but it's like, they won 12 games, but it didn't really feel like it. Like, I don't know, for some reason, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like they, they were a 12-win team. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I, I don't know that I'm just completely convinced that they're going to just run away with this game or anything. Uh, here's three-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. favorites. Uh, but I'm still going to pick them to win, but I can't say I'm as confident as maybe I would have been uh, a month ago or even a month and a half ago. Like, you know, we, there were times where we saw them play. We were like, man, they're really good. I mean, we think back. We were having the conversations about Russell Wilson winning the MVP, all those other things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Rams aren't either, though. I mean, that's what we have to say. So yeah. it's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, two teams who, who know each other very well. I think that always makes for one that's pretty unpredictable when you have teams that just are so familiar with each other like these two are. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll pick the Seahawks here, but I can't say that I, I'm confident one way or the other. Yeah, this is, out of these games, was one of the game on Sunday for me that was also kind of a coin flip. This has to be, I mean, they faced, uh, obviously in the regular season, split that, those two games a year ago, split their two games. They've played a lot of close games, even when the Rams were winning the division in 2017 and 18. Uh, they lost the, the Seahawks once. The games they did win were often pretty close. There's only one blowout. So these teams know each other well, uh, very different than even a year ago, especially with the Rams' defense and how how well it's finished and that is part of why I'm eventually going to pick the Rams in this, uh, going to convince myself to pick the Rams, although I won't obviously be shocked either way. I mean, it does help a lot that Andrew Whitworth, Cooper Cup, and it sounds like Michael Brockers, all, the two guys on the COVID list, and then obviously Whitworth with that MCL injury are all going to be back playing on Saturday. And Jamal Adams' health is one thing that is a big question mark. They have, Pete Carroll said that it's going to come down to a game-time decision for him. I mean, since he's since he came back in the lineup from week nine to sixteen, Seattle had the third best scoring defense in the NFL, ninth in defensive efficiency. So I mean, it, it's the way that they're deploying him. Obviously, he's not he's not necessarily the best coverage uh, safety out there, but that's not exactly what he needs to do. He's really helped that defense a lot. If he doesn't play, that opens up some things for the Rams. But I also just think I don't. <laughs> I, obviously, Jared Goff's health, and they're not going to say anything. It sounds like it might be kind of a games and chip sort of situation in terms of keeping Seattle guessing. But even if Goff is healthy enough to play, I, you could see a situation. I know that we're going to talk about the Washington game and Ron Rivera saying that both quarterbacks could play. You could see a situation where they have Wolford on the field for certain play calls where they feel like it's advantageous against Seattle's defense, which hasn't faced that kind of quarterback from the Rams and what they could possibly do with him. So. Uh, man, like it's it's going to be interesting. It, it comes down to me, yeah. If if Adams plays, that really helps Seattle. Also, Russell Wilson in the wins the last two years has not turned over the ball against the Rams, and the losses has five turnovers. That is a huge thing. And the Rams' red zone struggles. The, only two teams in the playoffs had worse red zone touchdown rates: Washington and Chicago. If the Rams have moved the ball fine, even that even when they lost to Seattle a couple of weeks ago, they were getting down inside the 20, 25 yard line. They just weren't finishing drives. It happened again uh, in their win against the Cardinals. 
that is another key. If they're just able to punch in a couple of those, uh, then I think the Rams do have a good shot here. And I just really do trust their defense. They're, I mean, it's not like Russell Wilson has really lit up anyone the last uh, stretch of the season. And even when they beat the Rams, it was really a struggle. So I, I think it is a true coin flip. I'll, I'll take my, uh, I'll use a little bit of my bias here and pick the Rams to get the win. And what should be, in my opinion, it might not be a high scoring game, but I think it'll be one of the more dramatic games of the weekend. That's all right. Regular listeners know that there is full bias involved when it comes to some of our picks. Um, so no, no need to add in that caveat there. Um, you know, we're still upset that Dolphins didn't make it in, but that's all right. Um, all right. So yeah, let's, let's move to this night game because, uh, the line on this one started, uh, at 11. Is that right? I want to say it was I think at a, it's down to eight now. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's down to eight, um, which is interesting. I think, uh, you know, if you're playing the opposite, uh, you're probably putting a lot of money on the bucks here, uh, minus eight at Washington, um, you know, I, I think this is one, like we said, the NFC East all season long. Uh, it's been a division that we just never mm-hmm. knew. I mean, literally went down to the final game to figure out who was going to get in from this wild and wacky division. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my pick from probably six weeks ago somehow ends up being uh, correct with Washington getting in. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for everything, you know, I just don't know how you pick against the Bucks here. Uh, you know, I, I could see some of the things that Washington does on defense maybe presenting some issues, but I just don't know that, that I can see Washington putting up enough points to, to go, you know, blow by blow with, with Brady and the way Antonio Brown's playing, which we talked about last time. Looks like Mike Evans could even play in this game. I mean, when you think about mm-hmm. all the different weapons, and I think, you know, we said it. I think Antonio Brown, like his emergence is a huge deal because it's not just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, Brady. Yeah. It's like you're adding another, like you're adding a third guy who at any time you feel like could probably break off and score a 75 plus mm-hmm. yard touchdown. And that's such a significant thing to where I mean, I, I'm not saying the Bucks going to win this, you know, get the Super Bowl or anything, but I'm telling you with, with the way Antonio Brown's playing, with the way kind of the offense is where it is, um, I could see them maybe starting a little bit slow in this game. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just think it's very hard to pick against this team right now. Yeah, as much as I try to convince myself that Washington has a shot and that this is a really tough matchup for them, uh, for the Bucks in terms of the, the pass defense that they're facing, at the same time, it's a really tough test for that pass defense, right? Like, they're, it's not – it goes both ways. Tampa Bay has been clicking – on all cylinders, if to just uh, play devil's advocate, they are Tampa Bay is one in five against playoff teams uh, this season. The only one win was the, the blowout against the Packers. They have struggled to score against uh, teams like Chicago, teams like the Rams, and turn turn the ball over quite a bit. So there are reasons to think that this game maybe I, maybe that's why the spread went down. I can see Washington maybe keeping it a little closer. I just, yeah, on the flip side, though, I don't really trust Washington to do anything with their 32nd in DVOA offense against Tampa Bay's defense ranking near the top of the NFL. I think that's where it's the game might be decided as much as I want to be really excited about Tampa's offense. And I do think if they can put up big numbers against Washington's defense, that will say a lot about them and how far they've come over the course of this year. If they just take care of the ball against Washington, that is one thing when in some of these Washington victories, they've forced turnovers. Chase Young's been so disruptive. I hope we get to see him go against Tristan Wirfs a bit. Uh, I think PFF, yeah, they put out their uh, rankings of rookies by the end of the season. Uh, Wirfs and Young, Chase Young from the uh, from Washington, number two and three, uh, just behind Justin Jefferson. So two of the best rookies in this game possibly going up against each other. It should be a fun one to watch those guys. But, yeah, at the end of the day, Tampa just too complete of a team. 
uh, too many weapons that even for Washington's defense, second best uh, pass defense in the NFL, I just think it's it's not going to really work out well for them uh, in this one by the end of it, at least on the other side of the ball. I think if Tampa forces any turnovers, if Washington's not able to move the ball at all and, and it's turning the ball over, it's going to get out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, come on. Tom Brady was just playing around in the regular season. This guy, he's he's just here for the playoffs. Come <laughs> on. He, at this point, what does he care about the regular right. season? So, um, so yeah, he's he's geared up for the playoffs, and uh, I think that's what we see here. I think they, I think they come out and play pretty well uh, and should get uh, the win, like you said, just given – Washington's offense just not not on that level. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, before we get to the uh, Sunday games, let's talk to you about uh, Blue Wire Hustle, a brand-new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Uh, Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't, no, just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll, we'll help you get uh, your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of it for only $15 a month. Same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today to apply. Go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box of this episode to find out more information, but that's bwhustle.com join. All right, Sunday's games, uh, we start with uh, the early game on Sunday, which uh, could very well be the most chaotic game of the weekend, uh, if you just, uh, yeah. just given what we know about these two teams. Uh, the Ravens are on the road against the Titans. The Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, here on the road. I find that one very interesting uh, because mm-hmm. uh, as of late here, Dylan, the Titans have pretty much owned the Ravens. We go back to yes. the playoffs last year. Uh, we go back to that game in the regular season where you felt like the Ravens were going to win. Did not happen. Uh, I guess on the flip side of that, you know, the Ravens certainly have a lot more motivation now, um, knowing that this team has beaten them uh, the way they have in you know two pretty significant games, two times in a row here. So there's a lot of motivation for the Ravens, uh, but on the same time, man, I I just think sometimes there there comes one of those situations where you just you really you know it used to be back in the day like I can remember back what was it during the um, probably the the Steve McNair and, and Eddie George teams for the Titans mm-hmm. with Jeff Fisher and you know the Ravens they they were always that Achilles heel for yeah. the Titans they were the team that was always stopping the Titans from getting where they wanted to go. Now I almost wonder if it's the opposite, if we sort of flip that mm-hmm. script here because I am picking the Titans in this game. I I just don't think this Ravens team, you know, I mean, certainly record-wise you can look at it, but I just don't think this Ravens team packs the same type of punch as the team from a year ago. Um, I think this Titans team is better than the Titans team from a year ago, not defensively, but I think with the way kind of they, they've started to play here, I think when you see the emergence of kind of what, you know, what Derrick Henry and Ryan, did, like just what they're able to do. Uh, even Corey Davis has had a big year on offense. We know what A.J. Brown can do. I'm just – I'm picking the Titans here, man. I, that's a dangerous thing. I've always said that. But I don't know what it is. I, I just think the Titans are, are going are the better team, and I think they're going to win this game. And look at this. Yeah, so, my, so do you. Yeah. Look at this. You're flipping your pick as we're speaking. I, I sold you. I, that was my point here was to sell you on this. So. This this is the ultimate coin flip game. As much as I said, the Rams won. I, like this one in terms of just chaos and points and 
by the end of it, I yeah, it's uh, it's going to be just whoever maybe whoever has the ball last. You mentioned yeah, I mean it is funny these two teams that I think the Titans were in the the old AFC Central, so they were in the same uh, the same division for a bit. But yeah, you thought yeah, the Eddie George that uh, after the Titans lost the Super Bowl, they get the bye and they lose to the Ravens when they win that one. And then even the last time the Titans won the the division, they when they had Kerry Collins and Chris Johnson and those guys, they lost to the Ravens in the second round then too. So it is kind of flipping this, the, the the conversation. But anyway, uh, man, Tennessee though their defense. <laughs> It is, and uh, I was for a stat from Kevin Seifert's uh, article on ESPN. They ranked out since 2006. There's been 184 teams that have made the playoffs. They're 183rd in defensive efficiency. <laughs> that is insane. I'm all uh, in. <laughs> but they but they score a ton of points in both teams in the last the last few weeks. The Titans the last seven weeks uh, seven games averaging basically 35 points. The Ravens the last five 37 points. It's it's been ridiculous. And even the Ravens who had a pretty good overall DVOA defense have been awful of late. They've <laughs> they've really fallen down. To, uh, they dropped from fifth to 27th in DVOA since week 10. Seventh to 26th against the pass. So and 21st against the run in the last seven weeks. So Tennessee is going to be able to score, but I think the Ravens are too. So it's like. I don't really know how to, to know who's going to win this game. Obviously, Lamar and his two playoff starts has struggled immensely. Uh, different case here. I think that really the key to this one is who leads early. The, the, uh, the, and that's kind of like an old adage of football. And even for a high-scoring game, maybe you don't think that would be the case. But Lamar Jackson has been just abysmal coming back in games. So outside of the Browns come back against a defense with a bunch of guys on the COVID list, a bunch of guys injured, some of the worst safeties in the NFL, uh, he has not really – been able to lead a ton of comebacks so maybe this is the time he does it that's partially why I was like I think he's going to break through at some point in one of these playoff games and I thought against this Titans defense maybe he could but the Titans have found a way to win most of these games all year they've played a ton of close games even when they've lost even when they've won they've all come down to the wire I, I just with Derrick Henry with what they've been able to do throwing the ball when they get the lead that's where I just worry if Tennessee gets an early lead on Baltimore and they start playing through their head what happened last year in the playoffs what happened in that game they should have won and they lost in overtime in the regular season. Those kind of mental, that mental side of it could play a role, and it's partially why I'll take the Titans, but I do think this is going to be one of the most fun games. I'm glad I'm not, see, like the Rams-Seahawks game might be dramatic, right, and I'm going to be caring who wins, but I think this game would be harder to watch. It would be just more chaotic, just so many different things that could possibly happen. I think it's going to be one of the more fun games of the weekend. Yeah, two things you brought up, I think, that uh, convinced me more about the Titans pick here. I, I don't even, I know, which I had thought about in the back of my mind, about what you talked about with Lamar Jackson. It seems like they really struggled to come back and win games um, for, for whatever reason, you know, whether that's just it's passing. What, I don't know what it is, but it's just that they have. They've, they've struggled to do that. And I don't know, man, I was thinking the, the, the mental state sometimes, I think you just get in your mind. And, and I think for the Titans, it's like we're, we own this team. And I feel like that's how they feel at this point, this group. And, you know, for the Ravens, it's, it's undoubtedly at the front of their mind uh, thinking about, you know, whatever it is, we just have not been able to beat this team. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, I, I think you can probably circle this one. I, I would I would anticipate this being the, the best game, or at least, like you said, the most chaotic game of the weekend. Uh, it's probably mm-hmm. the, the best bet, just given what we've seen uh, from these two teams. So it'll be interesting. Uh, this next one I do not think is going to compare at all, uh, and that is the <laughs> Bears at the Saints. Uh, the Saints 
are 10-point favorites in this one. So as of now, the Saints are the only double-digit favorite uh, in the uh, wild card round. As we said, the Bucks and Washington line moved down to eight. Uh, so the Saints are 10-point favorites at home. Um, I just, I've, I don't know. I have no doubt in my mind about this one, uh, which means the Bears probably come out and score 40 and, and win by two touchdowns. <laughs> but uh, the Saints are another team. I mean, we've said it over the years, you know, <laughs> they're a team that in the playoffs – as good as they've been, uh, there have been times where, you know, you can't completely trust them. And I, I yeah. don't necessarily think this is that game, though, to where uh, I feel that way. I just feel like the Saints are, are just a better team. And uh, I, I really do. Like, I, I just think the Saints are, are pretty much the obvious pick here for me. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a repeat of last year. I think the Vikings were much more of a threat than Chicago at this point. For everything Chicago's done, scoring the, the ball of late uh, with their string of 30-point games ahead of that Packer matchup, they all came against terrible defenses. The Lions, Texans, Vikings, and Jaguars. That's three teams looking for new head coaches. It's another whose head coach called it the worst defense he's ever had. The Saints are second in defense at DVOA. It is not going to be easy for Mitchell Trubisky. That's what he's done throughout his career. He, that's why his record overall and the Bears' record when he starts is pretty good because they, he's been really good against bad defenses, but he's been really terrible against good ones, and I just don't see them being able to do too much. They're also their defensive DVOA has kind of slipped throughout the season for Chicago. It's not as dominant as it was early in the year when they started out hot with those first four or five wins. And for all the things about the Saints with Drew Brees and the concerns about him, he's still been pretty good through through until the at least through week 16, completing 70% of his passes from 15 to 20 yards. That was tied for the second best mark in the NFL. So maybe he's not throwing deep down the field, but he's not. It's not like he's just throwing a bunch of slants to Michael Thomas. Obviously, Michael Thomas hasn't been on the field much, but he's supposed to be 100% healthy. I just think that the Saints are going to come out. And it's not. It's going to. You know, even though they've They've had all these playoff disappointments. They've won a lot of wild card games. They've won a lot of games in other rounds of the postseason during the stretch. I think they'll, they're just a superior team. Maybe they don't cover the spread, but I do think they'll find a way to get a win. I don't know. I'm not convinced they don't cover the spread here. We're going to get to that in a second. They should. We're going to have some fun with that here in just a second. All right, we'll wrap up uh, with our picks with uh, the Browns at the Steelers. The Steelers are six-point favorites at home. Obviously, the biggest talking point here is that the Browns get back to the playoffs yeah. and they will not have their head coach, um, Kevin Stefanski, which is uh, certainly significant here given uh, the fact that this is the guy that finally leads them back to the playoffs yeah. and uh, he's not going to get a chance to coach. So uh, that is not ideal uh, to start with, but uh, I think it's also not ideal that, I don't know, I just I think this is one of those games where, you know, we, we've certainly seen the Browns and Steelers play twice this year. Um, we, we've kind of seen the results play out the way that they have. But even with some of the recent struggles for the Steelers, I just tend to think they're the better pick here. I don't necessarily know that this is going to be an overly pretty game. Uh, I'm not, I don't necessarily think either it's going to be just a complete, you know, slugfest 13-10 to 10 or anything, but... I don't know, something, something about this game. I'm just may, Maybe there are more unknowns, I feel like, with this one uh, because of this Stefanski situation, and um, I don't know. But I, I will also say this. I'm going to pick the Steelers, but if you ask me which team, aside from the obvious one of the Ravens, that I think maybe has the best chance of pulling off this kind of road uh, upset situation, yeah. I, I don't know that I may not go with the Browns. Like, I just feel like maybe it's a situation where um, they are equipped to do that, uh, even maybe more so than the Colts uh, or even the Rams, in my opinion. I know you picked the Rams, but I'm very curious to see how this game plays out, but I'm going to pick the Steelers. 
Yeah, it's a it's a one where I I feel like the Steelers should win, but then like you said, like it probably has outside of the two the two really low spread games that we've talked about that are likely to be the closest. Yeah, this one definitely has the uh, the best feel for an upset. Obviously, I picked the up <laughs> the underdog in those two games, and this one I am picking the Steelers, but yeah, I just don't I don't know, man. I but at the same time, Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, much more healthy. It's going to be a lot different team than the Browns just faced, and they didn't exactly light up the Steeler backups on defense in that one. I think it's going to be a different case in this one with their number one DVOA defense. Uh, I, I like you said, it just the Steelers' offense has been so bad that I'm like kind of like maybe if they turn the ball over a couple times, Cleveland has a shot. Of course, Cleveland. Doesn't, as I mentioned earlier, uh, some of the worst safeties in the NFL. Out, Denzel Ward's been great. He's, I think, uh, overall uh, number one receivers against him are second. He's second against number one receivers the Browns are in the NFL because of Denzel Ward. But when you get past that to the second and third receivers and tight ends, they're 29th. And it's just not <laughs> – I know the Steelers, as much as we've we'll talk about weapons and whatnot, their receiving corps are still pretty solid, and those guys are able to make some big plays, especially against uh, you know competition that's not as high. And we did see, finally, in the second half against the Colts, Big Ben kind of turn it on. And uh, you know, reading about that, how he basically in the second half started calling his own plays, kind of took the, the game plan that they had that the Colts – were onto perfectly and kind of flipped it on its head and and Big Ben made the throws that he needed to down the field. He was, uh, as Juju Smith-Schuster talked about, he's taking plays, older plays, telling them what to do on the field. It, it's pretty crazy to think that that was actually how I was reading it. Like, what is wait, what I didn't like? You know, watching the game, I just thought they made adjustments, but no, it was really his own adjustments personally. And if that, if they're able to follow that same sort of model against the Browns defense in the secondary, does not have a, a great. Uh, you know, outside of Denzel Ward, a great unit there. I just think the Steelers should win, but things are things have been weirder, you know, and, the, and Baker's fifth in QBR since week seven. That's another one uh, one of my notes I put here in top ten o- and, and offensive efficiency for the Browns since week seven. It's not going to be a, a, an easy game for the Steelers, but I do think they should win. Stefanski not being there, I don't does that help rally the Browns more, or does it just end up being a deterrent with his play-calling abilities, what he's been able to do with that offense all year? I just too, too many things stacking up against the Browns. Maybe next year will be a better result, but hey, you're in the playoffs and you got a shot, so it should be a really fun game. Excited for this one, absolutely. All right, we're gonna make some of our uh, picks here. Uh, betting lock of the week for you is going to be uh, which game? Because Ooh. I'm gonna, you know, usually we do usually we do the favorites, so usually we pick the favorites yeah. uh, to win. So if if I went that direction, I'll be honest with you, I would probably pick the Saints minus ten against the Bears. However, yeah. I think the best pick on the entire board, whether it's a favorite or the one that is not the favorite, I think is easily Titans plus three and a half because I think, you know, that's going to be a very close game. And, of course, we're both picking the Titans to win, so that mm-hmm. would be a no-brainer in my opinion. But uh, even if the Titans lose, you have to feel like this is probably a field goal type game, so I'd probably go with that. Yeah, that half point is big for sure for yeah. the, that they added on for the Ravens there. I I, I'm less certain about that one because I do feel like you could also have a team that's trying to, to come back late and you get a really bad beat with uh, laterals and like <laughs> some weird touchdown. That has the kind of feel for that uh, result there. 
Uh, my lock, pro- I mean, it's the two teams that have really, or the reason that I had a three or four game winning streak coming down the stretch of the regular season, they're the Bills and the Saints. You said the Saints. I do think they will cover. I think the Bills are going to win by a couple touchdowns. As much as I've believed in the Colts this year, their defense is turning in the wrong direction. Buffalo's defense turning up. Josh Allen playing amazingly. They're too locked in. I think they find a way to get at least a touchdown win. So I'll go with Buffalo for mine. Yeah, so those uh, I think are the best picks uh, in terms of uh, the spreads. Uh, game of the week, I mean, I think we've probably mentioned that in terms of uh, I think we're probably both going with the uh, the Ravens and the Titans but let's just let's make it more I guess exciting outside of the Ravens and the Titans which one will we pick I so I wanted like when the when it first came out the schedule I thought Colts Bills would be up there but the, again the more I looked at the stats I kind of feel like the Bills are going to run, run away with that one so it's it's got to be for me between Rams Seahawks and Brown Steelers um uh, just because Cleveland hasn't been in the playoffs so long, I feel like we might have a little crazy ending there, or at least some drama in terms of how it goes down. So between those two, I'll go with uh, Brown Steelers, though. Yep, that's what I would pick uh, as mine as well. And then for our betting, or not our betting locks, our uh, upset of the week, um, I guess technically, since uh, we both picked the Titans, <laughs> we're going to go with that. But w- would we say, well, you picked the Rams too, so that's that's yeah. also an upset. So uh, I guess we, we sort of, thought about it and the Browns are probably the best pick on that too when it comes to the uh, potential upsets probably yeah if outside I mean I already obviously made two upset picks Browns are the next one after that I feel again the most confident about the Bills and Saints so by default you could say Washington. I don't think that would that's going to happen. Um, I mean, we've seen Washington does get pressure with four guys, which is something that has been a formula to beating Tom Brady historically. Of course, those teams have much better offenses than Washington's. But so, yeah, I think really it's the Browns out, outside of the, the two picks I made with the Titans and Rams. I think those are easily the upsets to, to look for. Yeah, and so we're thinking that the Saints are the biggest no-brainer on the board. Is that is that safe to say? Just I mean, look that, at the point that spread. And the Bills, right now. Saints a little more though. Saints yeah. a little more than the Bills probably. That's just because we trust both sides of the ball so much for them. <laughs> yes, very true. So, uh, well, there you go. There's a look at uh, the the action from uh, the wild card round and uh, what we could potentially see. Um, Got to be chaos, always chaos, and uh, I think uh, specifically, as we said, the Ravens and Titans, I think, will be the one that probably provides the most uh, of that, just because uh, the way we've seen these two teams play games, and it's just, uh, should be a lot of fun. So, uh, there are picks, and uh, Dylan, of course, will have all the uh, coverage and uh, of everything going on in the NFL uh, here throughout the playoffs and into the offseason over clutch points, as well as uh, coverage of everything going on in the NBA. Yes, you can follow NBA games and the NFL playoffs, uh, all the all the games in the Clutch Points app, in our in our customized streams there. All of our news coverage of everything leading up to then. Obviously, a ton of coaching news coming out constantly. Things about where Cam Newton, Cam Newton might end up. All that you can find on ClutchPoints.com. Uh, you can go to our uh, Clutch Points site uh, to the NFL section, search fantasy football if you. Wanted any more uh, fantasy content? We're running low now at this point. There's still daily fantasy. Probably going to get a little bit of daily fantasy stuff going for the playoffs here. We'll have uh, individual betting articles. Usually we do prediction articles for every game, but I think we're going to also do a a betting version for each game. So we'll have those available on clutchpoints.com as well. Just search uh, for the NFL there and it should be up there. Yep. Check it all out uh, on Clutch Points. And, uh, again, subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, uh, you can find us on there. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.